You are listening to the Mike McCurry Podcast, episode number 25, with evangelist Caleb Garraway. I appreciate him giving me his time. We talk about all sorts of things between the pros and cons of Airbnb versus hotels or how to do sermon prep and all sorts of different topics of conversation. I hope you'll stick around and listen. Thank you so much for joining us. Brother Caleb Garraway. Yes, sir. You taking the time to be with us, oh. and uh, this um, this is Mike McCurry Live number twenty five, wow. and we're have we've had a not a long road because it's only been it's been less than two months. Wow. Twenty five of these interviews, you get to be that's unbelievable. Twenty five in two months. Yeah, it, we we were blowing through them. I was thinking, you know, maybe it'll just be um, one a week or so, um, and it ended up being two wow. and three, and sometimes four a week. Um, and it ends with us being right here, number 25, with yourself. So could you give us a quick introduction for those that maybe maybe uh, friends of mine or, or people that maybe just stumble across this that would have no idea necessarily who you are? Can you tell us in, in short who you are? Yes. Well, my family and I travel in full-time evangelism across the country about 10 months out of the year. My wife, Katie, um, and she's originally from New York City. Her dad pastored up there for uh, 26 years. Uh, faithfully there in the borough of Queens, New York. And I was born and raised in upstate New York and Syracuse and um, things. But anyway, uh, we have our oldest son, David. He's six. Jonathan is four. Alyssa is two. But if she was here, she would correct me and say, no, I'm two and a half. <laughs> uh, she's two and a half going on 12, probably. Lord help me. And I mean that. I need the help. <laughs> but uh, And then we got our fourth one on the way. Katie is three months along. And we're so excited about that. And um, But yeah, we travel in full-time evangelism, a heart's burn for this country. We are in desperate need of revival and to see a m- movement of the Holy Ghost just grabbing a hold of hearts and squeezing them in conviction. Um, not that I'm trying to be pessimistic or negative, but I believe that we need to see, once again, the seriousness of what we ought to be doing as Christians, but also a sober-mindedness about the brevity of life. And we need to make much of each moment um, and the divine appointments and all the stuff that God gives us, but also beyond that, a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and just being very careful to walk by faith and not by sight. And then also uh, desiring to see people saved and keeping our hearts right with it. There's just so much. Um, I'm just praying that God will do a work. And like we mentioned on the Instagram story or Instagram live thing real quick, um, let's not suffer from the sin of unbelief and think can God, but rather may we believe God can. Because Amen. We're founded upon the word of God and, and he's still the same, but we'll maybe get more into that later. But uh, sure. our ministry is called Remnant Ministries and God has never needed a majority to make a difference. Uh, he's only needed, honestly, just a faithful few who keep on standing in the gap uh, for God and country. And we need a space of grace. So while we have been given this opportunity for such a time as this, may we be found faithful. I will mention we have the opportunity here in the Northeast Ohio area to be with uh, Brother Byron Fox here shortly, mm-hmm. and we're doing a God Bless America rally. And um, I, I love, I love very much a God and country theme to it, and that's kind of it echoes so much what you're talking about. And we're doing these phone conferences, and, and the, the point is forthcoming. But we're doing these phone conferences and planning for this, and to echo what you said, uh, he mentioned, and he, he wasn't berating, he he was he wasn't re- even rebuking. He just mentioned in passing that complacency is killing mm-hmm. our churches. It's yes, killing. Right. It's killing pastors. It's killing a lot of people. But um, as we try to get people to sign up as workers for this thing, the, just the the spirit of complacency 
is just yeah. is overwhelming at times. And so that's something that as an evangelist, you're trying to fight. And I, I cut you off because it got a laggy for a second, but continue on if you would. Oh, you're fine. No, you're exactly right. And um, I believe that if we're content to live without revival, we will. And this may sound very critical, but I'm just being I'm just being point blank, honest and transparent with you. I have never experienced a movement of the Holy Spirit or the wind, if you will, from heaven blow through a church when people are more content to occupy a pew than occupy an altar. Not that we have to go through this externalism and this formality of going through the motions of going to an altar, but there is just something about humbly bending the knee, whether as an individual or as a family, as friends, and just getting a hold of God. And we desperately need that again. What happened to the old old fashioned, you know, uh, cottage prayer meetings? And what happened to just people just pouring themselves out before the Lord and just making sure they're right with God and, and all of that. But anyway, um, he says that my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray um, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then he's going to hear. He's going to heal. He's going to forgive our, our sins and heal our land and things. But, you know, um, humble ourselves and pray but the first word is the biggest thing if and that's where the complacency sets in and so many times we get filled with the busyness of life oh man this hectic schedule and we're getting pulled left and right and everything else and we're living so consumed with the temporal when god wants us to be focused upon the eternal um and as we're going about life that we're understanding that god has us in different situations or he's meeting us with different people uh to be that salt and light that testimony that we ought to be and to leave that mark upon our generation so that way when this lost and dying world interacts with us, they can just sense something is different about us. There's just something that is just radiating from our bodies, if you will. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ because he is the one that can save this country. And one of the mottos of our ministry is in order to save America, we must get America saved. Um, that's not original. Lester Roloff actually said that back in the day. <laughs> but it's so true. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just excited to see what God's been doing. And I love Brother Byron Fox. He's a dear friend. I know Brother Scott Pauley is working extensively with him, and he's just a dear friend. We actually, kind of changed the subject a little bit, we did a, a men's ensemble recording last year at Faith Music Mission, uh, Brother Fox and uh, seven other of us guys. And we had a lot of fun together. Things, so, yep. It, Brother Fox, I, I, was, I mentioned it, and... I'm going to do my best to rein myself back because this is an interview with Caleb Garraway. I try to keep the editorializing to a minimum, if at all possible. I preached last night at the First Baptist Church of Kenmore at my home church here. Mm -hmm. And um, three ingredients of a godly church, Christian, mm -hmm. and child of God. And the middle point was the altar. Amen. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a must. You got to mm -hmm. have it. And I will not re-preach re it, but... The thought was, it's not just the physical action of the altar, mm -hmm. but it's the spirit of adjustment, being yeah. willing to adjust. I mentioned you, know, you go to a chiropractor, whether you believe it's helpful or not. But mm -hmm. if you go and you tense up and you don't let him move you, you will never be helped. Yeah. Um, and that, that you're you're exactly right. And I think the altar is is very much lacking in so many so many ways. And even just that spirit, that, that inward uh, spirit mm -hmm. of of adjustment. Being willing to adjust, I should say. Mm -hmm. So I, I will, I will jump off of that because I will. It took me about fifty-five minutes to preach my Amen. message last no, night. And actually, so this will on, be a long. Hold on real quick, ahead. if you could yeah. tell me the reference that you preached out of another three points, 
And uh, just let that be an encouragement to me. Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, that all send you a sort of the Lord of Revival fires. And we'll make sure you're good to go for your next meeting. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, the, the three points were the, the three ingredients the amen, the altar, and the axe. The axe, the action. You can't, you, you have to have those. And man, it, it, uh, it, it was burning in me. Praise and the Lord. So I, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Now, mm. we mentioned it on Instagram Live, and you just, probably just mentioned a minute ago or so. 10 years in full-time ministry. I mean, that's a benchmark regardless, but meaning, and I just asked on Instagram, our live video a few moments ago, that means you started when you were 22. So yeah. give us a little bit of backstory on knowing that God was calling you in, into evangelism. Let's start there and, and maybe we'll dip further back into your childhood and teenage well, years, but talk, talk to us about the call to evangelism. Well, honestly, it starts back when I was just an 11 year old boy. I was at the uh, 1998 pastor school in Hammond, Indiana. And um, when I was 11 years old, it was on a Thursday night and Brother Hiles was preaching. And really, it was kind of a mixture of three messages in one. Now that I look back, it was a little bit of fresh oil. It was a little bit of the, uh, the four calls of soul winning and uh, another one about America and things. And God was really, I mean, just the heaviness and just that burning where I was about to just explode. And God was calling me into, into ministry and specifically to preach. Um, I had already surrendered my life to the Lord even younger than that uh, when I was when I was nine and things. But anyway, um, it was at that time. And I remember when he was given the invitation, he said, um, Lord's calling you to preach. And you know that you'll be able to be preaching within the year and you already have opportunity and things. And I was thinking, OK, I'm 11. That's not going to work. And then he said, if you know that you're going to be preaching and even pastoring a church within the next five years, would you come? And I thought, well, there's no way I'll be 16. <laughs> But anyway, uh, and then he said, if you'll be pastoring, you believe God has called you to preach, but he's called you to be a pastor. Of course, he was, he was, he was very much minded of, of pastors in America and things. That was his heart. But um, he said, and you believe that you're going to be doing that in the next 10 years. Come forward. And I can st I'm closing my eyes right now, and I'm going all the way back to an 11-year-old boy, and I can see it in my mind as I was counting on my little short, stubby fingers, <laughs> uh, counting, okay, 12, 13, 14. 21, well, I think I just have graduated Bible college and maybe, just maybe, and I wanted to go forward, but I didn't. I didn't, and I'm thankful I didn't because um, God did not want me, at least initially. I presume I'll be an evangelist my whole life. That's what God called me to be. But um, I didn't realize it, but God wanted me to be an evangelist and not a pastor. And so the final call was, if God called you to preach, would you come? And I just sprinted down that aisle. And I, it's one of those things that I, I really don't remember. That moment, I, there was just, I know, tears streaming on my cheeks, and I, I felt the hand of someone there who was sitting in the aisle of one of the metal chairs, you know, pat me on the back and said these words, good going, son. I was just like, ah, going forward and things, and uh, God called me to preach. And then when I was 16, um, that same pressing in my heart, same squeezing, that same tugging and calling, I don't know how other people feel it. I, I know what it is for me between me and the Lord, and uh, God called me to evangelism, and I said, Lord, I really wrestled with him. I said, if that's what you want me to do, you're going to have to figure that out. And I, I actually did a Gideon's fleece. I resisted his call the moment that he impressed upon my heart. And uh, I was miserable for the next three days. And finally, at the end of the missions conference where we were when I was 16, I surrendered to the call of evangelism. It's just been an incredible journey because I went to college. I took a major of missions and a minor of evangelism. I wanted to get a more of a world perspective on the lost and just maybe God would have me overseas which I have been able to travel somewhat overseas. 
the joy of how the Lord worked all this out, and maybe I'm answering some more questions that you have just by me rambling a little bit, um, is um, I had the joy of being able to travel for four summers on the men's singing group out of uh, the college that I went to. And it wasn't like I was traveling for the, for the sake of, I'm going to try to find meetings. <laughs> it wasn't even that. But it, and I, I'm thankful that the Lord kind of blinded me from that um, because, um, you know, I don't think I would have been plugged in the way I should have been just, you know, all in. But uh, anyway, as a result of those four years of traveling, God really then allowed me to have, um, it was eight months waiting that first year. Um, I believe evangelist should be synonymous with servant and soul winner. Those two things. Um, and even to this day, my heart's desire is, hey, if you want me to, while I'm there, cut grass, do landscaping, mow the lawn. I mean, whatever you want me to do, I'll do uh, in things. And pastors um, normally don't have me do things like that, but I'm more than willing and excited to do that. But anyway, I actually, my senior year of Bible college um, and the year right after, it was almost two years. It wasn't quite two years, but I say it's two years. It was almost two years. I worked on staff there at, at uh, the church and things and was able to glean from the pastoral staff and get a little bit of pastoral experience and ministry experience and things like that and involved with the high school and all sorts of stuff. And then it was time. I just launched into the deep. I wasn't married yet, but I was uh, dating, courting uh, Katie, my future wife. I traveled that first year as a single guy for about eight months. And my father-in-law being up in New York City had several pastor friends and he was able to get me a number of meetings. I was thankful for that. <laughs> which kept me around New York City a little bit so I could spend time with Katie. But uh, then we got married March 20th of 2010, and we have been living on the road, honestly, nine, 10 months out of the year every year. If I may finish with this, sure. um, the Lord seven years ago moved us up to Washington, Iowa, and where our ministry is based, if you will, out of Marion Avenue Baptist Church in Washington, Iowa. And I'm um, thankful for that ministry because the heartbeat of the church there and Pastor Joseph Brown, who's our age, um, he, he and I are very, much like a Jonathan and David, Lord's really knit our hearts together. And it's a joy and it's an honor to be able to co-labor with him there in that ministry. But the heartbeat of the church is synonymous with our ministry and just very passionate about reaching America and seeing God do something in this generation for such, such a time as this. And um, it's it's a lot of fun. So it, it's like, it's crazy, man. It's pedal to the metal. It's just insane. This week, Senator Wednesday Revival, have the joy of being with you tonight and really today is a free day but getting a lot of ministry things done today and then tomorrow through sunday we'll be in stanton uh, i'll be preaching a youth rally tomorrow night uh it's called the rally in the valley there's going to be several churches there so just pray and anyone watching please pray for the power of god to fall and that god would do a work so amen i would be remiss i realized and i've been just enjoying this i realized <laughs> i'm also supposed to be giving away some cds at no, some no, point very again, so that way they watch no th th that's true but i, I think <laughs> maybe just keep them engaged maybe yeah. we should give one away here very shortly let's and so it. what i'd like to do if that's okay let's for the people that are watching right now i think we're up to 10 people i think watching right now and so i appreciate that i think i have not seen any comments yet and so i think we'll just make it very simple very easy what i need you to do is comment where you are listening from and maybe even what well, we'll do this um you got to follow directions directions are very important mm -hmm. um if you can't follow simple directions about a cd giveaway on a facebook live you'll never obey god and so do it this way if you would give us the city in one comment and the state in a second comment so it will end up being two comments give us and it also double your chances because i'm going to count back the comments and things so if you would at the same time 
So Wilson Leppert, someone you may know, yes. says he says he says he's only watching for the CD. And Amen. so uh, you, you know, you <laughs> so comment uh, those of you that are watching right now, where you're watching from, city oh, and right state. Uh, very good, and um, as well, hit, hit that like button if you would, and uh, let us know um, that you are listening right now. It's you cannot actually hit the like button too much. It is impossible with Facebook's algorithm and all that. If you spam it and literally are just tap, 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 it is not a problem at all. So we will let you do that as well. And feel free to share as well. So very good. Okay, so we have some people commenting. I see Washington, Iowa. That's Mr. Wilson Leopard. Oh, where where and, can I see um, all this stuff? So if you, if you want, if you can actually open up on your phone. Actually, so that's what I have going on right here. You can see the comments. Um, and so I'm actually just looking right on my phone. Um, oh. Let's see. We have in Michigan, we have Ada... Um, Oklahoma, I think. Yeah, Brother Little, right there. Um, Hartville. Oh, Sandy Little, yes. There we go. It looks like we have a few folks. I appreciate it sticking around. I'm not sure why the technical difficulties, but I appreciate your patience with us. Um, we'll let some folks jump back on before we do that giveaway. Faith right. and Wilson, and uh, let people uh, join back with us. So I think everything you just said about Airbnb got lost to okay. the ether there so maybe if you could rehash what you just said if it comes back to you uh right there all right i'm trying to figure out where this live broadcast is oh you're fine it's uh yeah if you search mike mccurry live or something like that um you should be able to find it um we had a small technical difficulty with our last live stream for some reason so i want to give folks a chance to jump back on um those that will listen after the fact um on youtube and whatnot we'll stitch them together to make sure it, that you get a seamless uh, interaction with us let's see here we oh, do have a cd found it good um, those of you that are watching if you don't mind hitting like or share it or something like that <laughs> just so people can jump in and find it again uh, especially i would hate for the people that lost lost the connection well I, everyone lost the connection but anyway so we were talking about the accommodations okay. we'll give people a chance to jump back in here in just a moment an um, angry um, face come on angry, so it has the angry face i apologize people i am so sorry thank you all You're right welcome. so airbnb yes. you were saying so 30 percent of the time we'll stay in like missions houses or a facility that the church has available a couple bedrooms or something but then 70 percent of the time as we're on the road they would like to put us up in a hotel very graciously and such and so I've discovered the past three years that Airbnb offers, they have probably tens of thousands of properties available across the country all over. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily even be in a big city, but they have several options available. And it's like this house here is a four bedroom, three bath, which is rare for us to find something this big, but it's the same price as the suite is that the church was gonna put us up at down the road at the Quality Inn. And so uh, we have the luxury of each child in his own bedroom. Uh, we have washer and dryer. We've got a full kitchen. I mean, it's wonderful. And so since we're on the road 10 months out of the year, you know, it's demanding on the family. And I want to try to make sure that they're comfortable as much as possible. And honestly, it's a no brainer. If you can stay in a place where there's two bedrooms or three bedrooms, it's the same price and go for it. And Absolutely. even even sometimes this may sound a little crazy, but you know, I just, I, I want to make sure my family is is uh, taken care of. And they would be fine in a hotel room. It's no problem. But, um, you know, if it's like 20 bucks more, like, for instance, sometimes churches will only, like, have so much in their budget. Like, 
70 bucks or even, you know, some are 100, some are 110. But if, for instance, <clears throat> if I can't find a place in their budget or within their means, they'll just give me a check for like the four nights times $70 and they'll help cover the cost and then I'll pay for the rest because it's worth it. You know, an extra 20 right. bucks a night or something, it is worth it. And, Especially uh, over the long haul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Day after day after night after night. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a blessing. And I'm very laid back. Just, you know, the pastors that we're with, I, I speak with them just like I would speak with you. I mean, just say, hey. And very guys are very understanding and uh, things. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Absolutely. Well, so people are jumping back on. I appreciate that. And so I, I don't know if I should ask people to go back to, if, if I need to go back to the other comments that were left or what I should do. How about this? Just those that are watching, just give me a thumbs up to let me know you're watching and I will choose from among those. That way I don't have to leave the screen here. Um, so give it a like, give a, not a thumbs up. Hey, I'm sorry, a comment, a thumbs up or, or your favorite emoji, actually. Just give me your favorite emoji, whatever you'd like to comment that in the comment section and I'll choose from among those. Uh, I appreciate you being here, Joseph Grimaldi. He says, I am here. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. But yeah, so not, not just the like button, but hit, uh, give a comment of your favorite emoji and I will choose from among those for the CD giveaway. So we'll hey, give you folks just as, yeah, go ahead. Can we play a sample of the CD? Do you think it'll come across? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. let's, let's do that while people go ahead and comment. Which one? Well, did you want to give away Faithful to the Cross first, the new one, or did so you? So I think one? If, if I think I'll, maybe I'll just leave it up to whichever one people want. That that's a, that's a good look on you. That's really really good. It covers your nose that we talked about yeah. a second ago. <laughs> it's a that's a callback, is what that is. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we have the ball of um how, ball of yarn. I think it's what's an emoji. Alex Schwen wants to know. You can ask your. Ask your wife. She would probably help you out with that. Um, very good. So I think we'll just give people a choice. But go ahead, play a sample of anything anything you want to, as long as it's Christian music, please. Okay, very good. <laughs> uh, let's see here. On the new CD, dun, dun, dun. You know, um, man, I, I don't know which one to play because I love them all, I guess. Faithful to the Cross is good. My, my wife sings. It doesn't have much that she sings on there. She sings on the choruses. But I like, um, and so okay. if I could play this. Um, yeah. Can they see my screen? Which is fine if they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you do, you want them to, or it doesn't matter either way. Uh, well, they don't have to. I was just okay. going to play it. We're going to cover sure. up stuff. Yeah. You, no, um, no. 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 Yeah. No. It, it's still just showing us. So you go ahead. Let, let us know if you can hear that. Okay. I just want to make sure it's coming through on the broadcast. All right. There are moments on our journey following the Lord where God illumines every step we take. There are times when circumstances make perfect sense to us as we try to understand each movement. When the path grows dim And my questions have no answers to him But I trust 
So if you can hear me over the music, and you don't have to, you don't have to turn it up, you can turn it down or whatever. Um, okay. How 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 much complication did having that full symphony or- orchestra add to the entire process? Well, um, it was a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, and I want to play one of the kids here in a moment, but if I could share some of this initial information, yeah. my wife wrote all of the piano accompaniment for each song. So that way, then the gentleman uh, who wrote all of the orchestration, it was based on her accompaniment. So he was kind of locked into what we wanted and our sound and our style and everything and our timing and tempo. You know, it's interesting, the genius that this guy has, it's actually the guy who does all the stuff for like Patch the Pirate and things. The guy is a, I call him the John Williams of fundamentalism. <laughs> so, because he is, he's just brilliant. But anyway, he uh, did a great job and then uh, once we got all that done, uh, we had to do some like click tracks for each song and, and tentative piano tracks. So that way the orchestra, once we got in studio, could then follow that. They were phenomenal musicians. I mean, they're, they're part of the, the Philharmonic Orchestra there in the city where we recorded. And they were hired in. Uh, it was through the studio. And uh, Mrs. Uh, Shelley Hamilton actually came up uh, for free to just kind of hold her hand through the process. Since they've been doing it for 30 years, and this is our first time to do it, she was, it was just a phenomenal blessing. Um, that she was able to come and my wife conducted the orchestra, uh, but uh, really they were, they didn't really even need a conductor. Really the conductor is there just to give out more intensity, you know, or right. you know, one of the spots where it's supposed to be softer, really they can just get her emotion from each song. Um, but they did a phenomenal job. It took us like seven hours to record the entire CD. Um, and then once that's done, it needs to be mixed. And the studio did a tentative mix for me. And then I was able to kind of take it from there and then, develop the sound of what I wanted, more strings or this or that, or just because I do all, all the mixing myself. And then we recorded the vocals uh, in our studio at our home. I have three, I have two three foot by four foot booths all padded out and everything. And those of you at Marion Avenue, you've been there, I'm sure, you're, or you've seen it, uh, recording stuff for the Live Animal Christmas show. But anyway, can I play one uh, real quick of the kids? Yeah. Absolutely. As soon, and as soon as this one finishes, we will um, uh, give away one of these, and we'll give away one maybe towards the end as well. But this is Mike McCurry Live number 25. For those that are listening, someone just commented, I love the question, are you all Baptists? Just curious. And I, I said, yes, we are Baptists. I should have said with a big capital B. But yes, we are Baptists, for those that are wondering. And if there's any question about it, I hope there's no question about it. We are Baptists, and so I appreciate that question. We're going to listen to a clip re- really quickly, for, and this is from the newest, this song is from the newest uh, um, album as well, correct? Yes, it is. Great. This, is this, one, is just, this is of the kids. They're going to quote a little bit of scripture first, and then Jonathan and David will sing, uh, and you'll hear Alyssa as well. So enjoy. Great. Psalm 139. Lord, thou hast me whether should I go from my spirit, or whether should I flee from my presence? If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even them shall thy hand lead me, and my right hand shall hold me. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knows right well. <laughs> Amen. They'll sing this in churches and they'll quote that. 
Very nice. This is Jonathan, our four-year-old. Okay. be great years from now when they'll be able to listen to this. This is awesome. Yeah. Yes, sir. This is David. And David is saved. Trusted Christ last year. Amen. get it in one take or does it no it's usually a couple of different takes okay at least <laughs> let me skip to the end here because Alyssa you sure. hear Alyssa here's the debut <laughs> oh man that's awesome <laughs> Uh, now that that line right there is about five takes splicing to one. So uh, and thank God for pitch correction. <laughs> it can, it's, yeah, let's just say that well, there's well, a lot of pitch correction that happens. Well, I'm glad it still retained the adorableness even yeah. even with all that. That's great. That's good yeah. stuff. Now, how how old is she then? She's two, two and a half. Yep. Very nice. And my wife just commented in, gives us gives us hope for our heathen uh, twenty month old. Uh, oh. she, she she is she is not saved yet. It's very obvious uh, that she is not yet um, trusted Christ. 
um, though uh, threats against her life notwithstanding. Anyway, um, but she's a lot of fun. So I think we need to give away a CD now, and okay. so that will be great. Let's see here. I'm thinking, um, Brother Garraway, if you would just give me a number between, say, 1 and 20, and I'm just going to count back some comments, and we, we will randomly land on somebody's comment, and we'll mm-hmm. give them a CD. Uh, Where's the Lord leading you? You know, the number that, uh, why I'm laughing, the number that first popped in my head was the number 13. There you go. <laughs> That, that, that was always my number, lucky number thirteen. Really? Now that's why I wore in sports. Yeah, I wore I wore that in basketball and football, everything. Yeah, every every opportunity I had, um, I wore number thirteen. So I, I oh, like to take an unlucky number and make. We'll go with that then. Thirteen. Well, not? That's All right, fine you, can, you can pick something different next time. So let's count it back here. And those of you just joining us, we're live. Uh, this is Mike McCurry live, a podcast of mine, number twenty five. This is the twenty fifth episode with Brother Caleb Garraway, and we're giving away a CD right now and we'll give you a choice it doesn't have to be if maybe if you already have his newest cd which you should already have a cd because you should have bought it as soon as it came out but if you haven't you can have that one so one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve and thirteen it ends up not on the person that just commented pick me pick me i'm sorry it does not end up on you it ends up on miss heidi joy schwend they have recently moved, I believe, up to yeah. the Michigan area. Um, they are now working with a very good friend of mine that I just spoke to today, Brent Foltz. He's up there working with the youth, and they're doing music and all sorts of design, all kinds of stuff. Miss Heidi, thank you so much for listening. Um, but we still have one more to give away. But Miss Heidi Joy, if you wouldn't mind, if you could, at the end of the broadcast, message me the particulars, um, and we, we'll figure out exactly how to make sure it's all paid for and everything, and we will give that away, and uh, that will be a good time. Somebody just commented in, and this, and we'll get to the next CD giveaway in just a second. I did one episode, it may be the last, I'm not sure, but we did a quick, I did an episode in a diner with a friend of mine. Hmm. I mean, it was the first in-person, so I had some cameras set up, and it was it was so much fun because you'd hear the diner clanking and, and yes. pots and pans behind us. It was a lot of fun. And so someone just said that that you need to be the next guest on Mike oh. McCurry Eats, which was kind of the, the offshoot of this. So my question is, do you have a particular cuisine as you travel a country oh, in the world that just absolutely, we've got to stop there all the time? Well, you know, there's actually a place in the Cleveland area. Okay. Um, and I will be in Columbiana. Is that the name of it? Okay. Yeah, I, I know of it. I'm not exactly sure okay. where it's at. We're doing revival yeah. there in May. Okay. Um, and then revivals in uh, Columbus as well. So we may be able to get together to do something, which I am very, I would be very honored because I love to eat, number one. Number two, uh, people always, like my wife and I, we love to cook and they call us foodies. Now, not as bad as my pastor. He is the ultimate okay. foodie where he will command a moment of silence as he's savoring a piece of steak. And he's just like, oh, it's so good. But anyway, I'm well, I was I was a good place for steak. So that, that, yeah, that, I love steak. But um, I love Italian food. I love Mexican food. Um, I love a good old fashioned northeastern diner as well. Which you know, that's there's you can't get you can't go wrong with going to a Greek diner and getting French onion soup. I mean, it is, and baklava. That's that's of God, obviously. It, so, it, that that may have been manna. It probably has a similar flavor to manna. Who knows? Yeah, but anyway. But uh, there is a place actually in uh, North Cleveland area, well, Northeastern area, and I have to look, but um, I went there last year when I was filming uh, a project with Brother Harding, 
our six DVD in the America's Forgotten History series. And uh, the food, it was like 20 bucks for the plate, but it took me like three days to eat it. And I can eat, you know, and it was chicken alfredo and it was literally the best chicken alfredo I've ever had in my life at a restaurant. Wow. Um, I, I'm a little little Italy, little Italy, Italy in the Cleveland area, there is some yeah. legit places to eat. So I'm not sure if that's the area you were in or not, but it was, there's know. some good places up there. Now that's the problem actually- is, is that if you go in and try to set up cameras and stuff, they have like all this vintage signage of like uh, <clears throat> beverages that you should not imbibe. <laughs> so. that, yeah. What? As long as we're not sampling, I don't know. Maybe we'll be. I don't know. Or we'll just keep the cameras panned down. But I do. We only ask the hard hitting questions. Here, the, go ahead. What were you gonna say? The plate was it, anyway. I was gonna say no, like the bowl sure. was about this thick, and the plate was like bigger than my hand could stretch. I mean, the it was a massive. Anyway, it was just like this Amen. scoop of noodles and chicken and the soup was being of the alfredo that was oh all right so you've convinced me we'll need to visit that place next time you're in this area that'll be great for for research purposes we only ask the hard hitting questions here in mike mccurry live or eats i guess as the case may be so i've got to ask with that being said talk to me and this is tongue-in-cheek but at the same time a pseudo serious question why don't any baptist preachers preach on gluttony yeah, that's good. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm just curious. That's a question my mom was always asked, and yep. there's 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 obvious reasons sometimes, and we, we'll be uh, <laughs> lip sealed about that. But yes. uh, I, I've always been and been curious because there it's in the Bible, and the whole right. council should be preached. So there are times that, but I I, I, I will say that may be a vice of mine. Uh, my besetting sin is probably in the refrigerator right now. <laughs> and so I may never beat it, um, but I'm imperfect. I'm a sinner saved by grace who still likes well, to eat. You know, the old the, man gets hungry sometimes. Yes. Well, you know, the thing is, um, and this is not to sound like, you know, but my favorite food is salad. I love salad. Um, but I great. do enjoy eating. The thing is, though, is that I don't want to overeat. I want to, yeah. my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. So I want to. Being on the road, and you, you probably know with tour group. You you only you eat fast food all the time. It's junk. And I, I have some friends, and those of you that went to Golden State Baptist College would know, um, and, and I'm sure some that went to Providence with me as well, they no longer fit their tour suits yeah, because they had matching suits. Um, they did not fit them at the end. Yes. And there is this huge swing uh, back and forth. But I can understand it, it's difficult. I mean, you don't have workout facilities or besides a, a dinky gym and things. And I, I guess it's no excuse. You, you, well, you deal with what you, you know, got. It's, uh, it's interesting. Two things, and I'm probably going to be smitten as a result, but uh, I, I hope not. I mean this not to be. But anyway, um, I, can, I still fit the same clothes I wore in college. Amen. Um, and actually, I've, I'm down about 10 pounds from what I was when I was a senior in college. Wow. Um, not that I was like, you know, but no, I, no, I, no. I, I remember you, you, you came to um the Midwest Christian Boys football camp um yeah. on multiple um, I think multiple occasions with the tour group there. And yeah. um no, you were you were not a um a uh, my, my mom always was kind and she said um she called me husky when I was a, a young teenager, yeah. which is a very nice mom code for yes. fat. Yeah. Um, and so if anyone ever calls you husky, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Um, yeah. and, and it's funny. I was like, I I was you know satisfied with an answer. I was I was like, okay, I'm, I'm husky. It's this middle ground between you know um, you know obese and whatever. And so, and I saw a picture of myself at like eleven or twelve. 
no, maybe I was like nine. Cause I, I really did shoot up and I stretched mm-hmm. it all out. And, and so I lost that uh, baby mm-hmm. fat, but um, I looked at, it, I was like, mom, I was fat. Yeah. I was not husky. What, what what were you saying there? So anyway, I'm gonna pull I, up a picture while we're, we're I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pull up a picture. Yeah. That I think everybody will enjoy. This is probably gonna go down in infamy, but that's okay. Um, I've shown this a number of times, and I have no problem with it. Uh, the Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and things. So you can have <laughs> your laughs, but no. But the thing is, though, is that you're talking about dinky gyms and whatever. Yeah, they have a membership to Planet Fitness, and they are. All across the country so i have the yeah. black membership you know you can go early in the morning you find a treadmill i mean it's like 10 yep. people in there you know and they're yep. all people who can't sleep you know because they're right especially by this time of year when everyone's given up their january 1st you know new year's resolution right. so there's nobody in there anymore so i'll go in there and, and jog and it's just a wonderful thing i plug my headphones in and i can listen to music or the bible and stuff but this is me i don't know if you can see okay i we, we wow okay Okay, so I, I I would I would say you you were you weren't you weren't fat you were just you were a little boy, you were just a little boy. I, I did did you freeze up on me yeah. for a second there? There we go, there we go. No, that that's that's just that's that, how old are you in that picture? I think I'm uh, like nine at the time. Okay, that, that that's I was a little I was well I say a good bit chunkier than that I think back in the day. Amen. <laughs> So anyway, I think I was Amen. like 11 or 12 at that time. Very so, nice. I, anyway. I need to comment back, and this is one of the great things about it being live. Um, let's see here. I, I've got to just send this real quick here. <laughs> I've got to send this real quick because someone just commented that they have to they have to leave the um, because the, the wife is making them go to bed. So I've just got to let them know that I consider them henpecked. Where do I? I've got to just direct this at them here really quickly here. Will it let me? Oh, it's not let me. Uh, anyway, so Joseph Grimaldi, um, I consider you henpecked. Your wife is making you go to sleep. That's just Funny. unfortunate. You know, I anyway, went to college anyway. with Amber. What, with who? I went to college with Miss Amber. Okay, yeah, 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 that's right. And uh, actually, and there's other people on here, like half, some of these folks are from our church, Wilson Leppert and Christine Leppert. Of course, Chris, I've known Chris since he was a boy. Yeah. Um, and there was the raw houses on here. I don't know if they're still here. I'm looking at the comments. Sandy Little, he's known me since I was a kid. I feel like he's known me. You've known me probably since I was what, but a little, would you say like 12, 13 years old? I feel like I've known you all my life, huh. but, um, no, because you were in the New York area, right? And so, so how, how did you, how did that connection and maybe, maybe getting brother Little's backstory, but just curious him being in yeah. Oklahoma now, how did that come about? Yeah. So, well, he was down in, um, Texas for a number of years. Anyway, my two older brothers went to Oklahoma Baptist College in Oklahoma City, and we would go out to youth conference every year. And so that's, and then I went to college out there as well. And so we were always traveling in the Midwest for that. But when I was a yeah. teenager, we moved out to the Midwest and moved to Kansas for a few years. And then when I was a senior in high school, we moved to Windsor Hills and, and stuff. And, and so, yes. Very nice. Very <laughs> yep. nice. Very yep. cool. So we, we talked a little bit and we touched on and you touched on being a young evangelist and, and, and things like that. What were for, for some of the young men, because I, I know of at least one or two young men that are in Bible college right now that mm-hmm. feel the Lord is kind of uh, um, impressed upon them evangelism. And one of them already talked to, he believes the Lord's already leading. He, he wants to go be an assistant pastor somewhere for at least two years or so, very similar to what you did. 
just to get their feet wet in the ministry. Um, I mean, to be practical, maybe build some credibility as well. Do something, you know, be, before they, they jump off directly into evangelism, though, if God leads that way, that's fine. Um, but what were, uh, maybe just a word of encouragement, what were some of the struggles that you did face? Being a young man that, you, I mean, sometimes I would guess you probably had to put on this this robe of, supreme maturity to 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 make sure nothing came across because you're already so young so talk to talk to us about that well um there's there's always been a somewhat of a code of conduct that i've always sought to live by in my life um but before i mention that i, I just want to say that um everybody's different you know what i'm saying how the lord it's not there's no cookie cutter way to approach it um really what matters is how the holy spirit of god will direct and lead a fella to get into that ministry but the thing is is a lot of a lot of times and i'm not being critical i'm just being honest and very transparent a lot of times guys will after they graduate college they're just they just sit around and no offense but I, I i think i could be conservative enough to say without blowing this out of proportion but 90 percent of the guys who i went to college with that decided to wait and not step by faith and go forward and seek to live for the lord and do what God would have them to do, they're still not in the ministry today. Mm -hmm. And I'm not judging them. I, I mean, that's between them and the Lord. I don't know. But the thing is, is like, I didn't want to be one who sat around and just wasted time, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I was very fortunate. I was asked to work on staff there at Windsor Hills, my senior year of, of college. And um, I shared an office with uh, Brother James Leader and things and a dear friend of mine. And uh, then, um, that summer after I graduated college, I traveled on the men's tour group another summer. So that kept me busy during that time. And then um, actually, then the next like seven or eight months after that, before I went into like legit full-time evangelism, I had this 1993 Mazda MX-3. It was like this little two-seater thing, you know? <laughs> anyway, the seats were made out of like cardboard and foam. <laughs> anyway, I just you know, I got great gas mileage, you know? But anyway, yeah. um, and I was single. But um, that fall, uh, Pastor Vineyard allowed me to uh, take guys out on the weekend to go preach in churches around and things like that. And so I just, the Bible says, whatsoever the hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. And uh, my dad was one who always taught me, son, you give your 110% and you don't mess around. You apply yourself and it's going to, you got to, that's what a servant is. It means it's work. And you need to just get in there. And that's one thing I'm thankful for what I've received at college was just to have a servant spirit, just to have a hard work ethic to apply yourself to the ministry. And like I mentioned earlier on the broadcast, I believe that evangelist should be synonymous with not pulpiteer, but with servant and with soul winner. And even when you're in the pulpit and you're preaching and all of this, you know, and as we're on the road now, I'm it depends but on average i'm preaching anywhere from eight to twelve times a week um so now serving i'm serving in a way to invest in people and just trying to remain ever sensitive to the holy ghost and not preach what i think i should preach but far from that and that is i'm spray painting ichabod over the ministry if i do that um we need the leadership of god and just and because he knows what people need but anyway but i think it should be synonymous with servant and soul winner and so um, like I said earlier, and especially that first year and even to this day, Hey, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And I'm not content with the answer of, well, nothing, you know, but if they press it, then that's fine. I've got plenty of ministry projects that we're working on to stay busy, you know, but I want to make sure that I'm at the disposal of the pastor and just trying to see people saved and being a witness and knocking on doors and things like that. And so 
I don't know if that answers any questions, but every young guy that talks to me about stuff, I always tell them there's, there's no right way or wrong way, meaning you're specific, you're unique. God has a specific path for you. Get along with God and find out what the will of God is for your life and run. Don't look back, just run forward. It's going to take a lot of faith. Uh, you know, it, it's still a life of faith. My wife and I chuckle and we say, well, God is our employer. And, and it's true. Even though churches will give a love offering or something, God's the one who takes care of our finances. And there's no greater place to be than directly employed by the King of Kings. <laughs> Amen. So, Amen. Anyway, I don't know if that made any sense. But if I could mention this, may I? Please, please. I'm not trying to just ramble on here, but um, I've, I've always had kind of like a, a philosophy of ministry um, that I've just desired my heart and life to be governed by, if you will. And uh, first and foremost, it's, you know, always, always be authentic. Just be yourself. Always be genuine with people. Don't put on an air or a facade. Um, just be real. Now, I, having said that, when you get into the pulpit, the, it's almost as if there's something that over overtakes you or overcomes you where you're just being very sensitive to the Lord and you're preaching. Not that you're becoming a different person, but I, I've also strived to be very transparent on the pulpit. I mean, even this past week, I told the church, I said, church, we were talking about sin and a couple of the nights and really just getting into it hard and heavy. And it was a, it was an interesting week. But anyway, um, I told him, I said, you know what my besetting sin is? I said, my besetting sin is frustration. I said, I can get, I can get irritated easy. And if I'm not walking in the spirit, I can fall prey to that and I can become enslaved to that and ensnared with that. But just because that is a weak area in my life doesn't mean that I have to give into it. But right. I can rise up and be victorious and see victory over that. And when you experience victory over sin, there's just a sweetness to it and things. But anyway, I, I personally believe there's not enough transparency in fundamentalism. There's not enough transparency in modern day Christianity um, and even in the pulpit. And I'm not being passive aggressive by that sure. where I have someone in mind. I'm just being I'm just being real with you. And another thing is, you know, as you're ministering and as you're serving, I've already mentioned a couple of times, just be hypersensitive to the leadership of the Holy Ghost. And there have been many times, many times, I feel like it's one out of every five messages I preach. And I'm not trying to be weird or unconventional, but I feel like it could be when I'm like right before the message and the Lord is changing the message. Hmm. Or just God doesn't want us to go there. He wanted me to, to be ready and pull the trigger on it. But he wants me to do something else, and um, that's fine. I've just I've just learned to follow him, and there's been many times where I've just preached with not even any notes, you know. And not that you're preaching from the hip, but sure. you're preaching from the heart. And um, I, I've always desired that, just that hypersensitivity to the Holy Ghost. Um, another thing is because it's kind of multifaceted. We have the thing, but then also we have the singing, um, and we sing extensively in our meetings. And now our kids sing with us. Uh, Jonathan and David will sing, but just sing from the heart. Just sing from the heart. You know, don't perform. Just sing, sing and let it rip. Um, just let me run through a couple of these. I just, I, I desire to preach my guts out, you know, and just preach every message as if it's my last. Sure. And uh, that's just always been a philosophy of mine and just, just let it rip. And um, um, I, another thing is, uh, you know, always be a soul owner, always be an encourager, but also as I travel, just, not to, and we've already talked about it, but not to let Please. people, not not to let people destroy our schedule. I, I try to. My family is my my ministry, um, and it's not Caleb Garraway and then the wife and then the children where we all fall in the line underneath the husband, you know. But it's we're in this together, 
And when my wife was 12 years old, she sensed that God was calling her to be an evangelist wife. Hmm. Uh, amazing. She never, now she didn't like, I surrender, you know, but she, I mean, she was surrendered to do whatever, but it was interesting that God began to give those, those interests to her heart. And little did she realize that that's what she'd be doing, you know? And so we're in it together as a family. And my evangelistic team is my wife and my children. And uh, anyway, I mean, the boys are already quoting scripture. They'll quote Psalm 139. They have like the entire chapter memorized except for the last couple of verses. David will quote, as uh, um, I get them all confused because he's got so many. Psalm 23, um, Psalm 100, Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. And they're ministering. I mean, David last night quoted Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 and then sang a solo. And there was like a handful of folk coming up in the church saying, and meaning it, you can see it in their eyes. They said, you were, you were a blessing to me. Amen. Praise God. Gets me fired up, you know, as a dad. Right. Absolutely. And be able to see that in, in I mean, I have no, you know, greater joy than my children walking truth. I mean, and to be able to see that right there, and especially mm -hmm. at that young an age, that, that that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. One of the great things about the fact that I created this podcast and I get to host it is I get to ask the questions I want to ask. And so if it doesn't interest anyone else, that's completely fine because I'm getting something out of it. So if you would, yes, I'm sir. personally curious, your sermon preparation, what does that normally look like? I'm, I'm not necessarily the, the hours put in. I, I ask because I'm curious, I, this last message I preached, honestly, it was probably a series. Um, yeah. and I, I squeezed down and I, I those that, are, that, that were there last night about the midpoint, maybe two thirds of the way through, I I didn't start reading the points, and I tried to be tried to be led by the spirit. But it, it was one of those things where I, I wanted this information out there, but I did not have it. I didn't allow myself the time, and and that comes with age and, and wisdom and things uh, for the future. But what does your sermon preparation normally look like, especially you know being on the road? But just the, the nuts and bolts of that. You know, um, my philosophy is this: I'm going to preach whatever the Holy Spirit burns within my heart to preach. But when, when I preach the message, I'm going to set it off to the side. And honestly, and I mean this, I have no intention of ever preaching the message again in my life. Unless mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, remember that? You need to preach that again. There's been sermons that I've preached probably, I mean, I don't know, like 300, 400 times. And there's been some that I've preached once. And, and it's like, okay. And, and there's been some that I've preached a lot in the past that I don't preach now. Um, there's been some that I've, so it's all different, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always writing new messages, um, like seed thoughts down when I'm, you know, just reading sure. my Bible and God will give you just different things. And, um, I was looking through my Bible. Oh yeah. I have here, uh, here's a message on the bottom. <laughs> and so a lot of my message, it sounds great. Here's, here's the message from Tuesday night. Um, I'm going to make sure I, I screenshot those. No, I'm going to go no. back and, and that way I can, I can steal them and say, this is such a great thought God gave to me, but go ahead. <laughs> and then I preached actually out of Luke 16 last night. We saw a young a lady saved. Um, I actually never got into the, um, it's such a sobering text about hell, but I actually focused on heaven. But this is the message. There's other things in there, but in the top corner. Yeah, that's what I preached last night. I actually wrote that in my Bible last night, and I've only preached that outline twice. The first time I preached it, was back in, like, I was at Jason Stover's church, like January, I don't know, one of the first Sundays of January. And then last night was the time to preach it again. And so, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'll preach new messages, and then I'll preach messages that I've preached multiple times, but I just I just say, okay, Lord, what do you have? I honestly have no idea what I'm preaching tomorrow night. 
I'm preaching at a youth rally. I have no idea. And it's not because it's a lack of preparation. I have multiple thoughts and like, you know, preach prayer, die at a moment's notice and you're ready. Sure. Absolutely. Let's do it. You ready? You know, right. right. I don't want to do that because that's, that's setting myself up for failure. Um, because I don't want people to come to listen to Caleb Garraway. I want people to come to listen to Caleb Garraway's God and that I am just a channel that God can flow through. There are many times, well, I shouldn't say many times, I, you know, maybe um, like once, once every 10 messages, maybe, or maybe 15 messages, like, well, I'll say this one, there's many times where I, I'm not, I don't even get the outline done. And the Lord's just telling you to shut it down. Like, you know what, like last night, it wasn't because of the clock. It was just because the Lord was like, you need to shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. And there was a reason for it. Many times people are just busting and they can't wait to go to the altar. Um, people, somebody needs to get saved right there. Um, there's been probably one out of every 15 messages. And I'm saying this loosely, so don't, you know, sure. but I feel like it is this often where one out of, you know, I can't even finish the message because people are already coming to the altar. And, you know, and when that happens and you can just sense the spirit, there's just needs to be that floodgates open. I'll have my wife play on the piano and, um, and just say, let's do it. Come on. You know, let's meet with the Lord. And usually when that happens, they're just waiting and they're just, you know, right. rushing. And it's been wonderful. We've been seeing I would what I would call localized breakthrough in, in the assemblies that we've been with and groups we've been with. It's it's been wonderful and refreshing to see what God has been doing in fresh tears and increasing burden for America and for the lost. Uh, a sensitivity to the spirit, but also uh, a, a consciousness of how we grieve the Lord. Because we're either glorifying him or grieving him. It's one or the other. And it's been wonderful. So I'm I'm very cautious about talking about our meetings because it ain't it ain't me. I don't travel for me. I'm and and goodness, I mean, we're not traveling because our family wants to travel, if you will. Right. Um it's one day at a time. It's not an easy life, but God gives us grace and he gives us peace and he makes it easy because it's his will. So he, you know, living out of a suitcase, <laughs> you know, right. ten months out of the year. but Anyway, I don't know if any of that makes sense. I'm just kind of just rambling, but um, sermon prep. I use Strong's Concordance and my King James Bible and just uh, thoughts of the Lord is burdened on my heart. So, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, we're approaching, and normally we, we get close to the hour time frame or so. In between the two, um, we have been getting close there. I did promise another CD here. Okay. Just saying, hey, I think, something. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to give two of these away. Okay. Sounds so, good. I think people would like the, the new one because Absolutely. a lot of folks will have, They pro- I don't know if they want the Revive. I brought two different ones. Great. Um, maybe we could ask folks what they would be interested in. Sure. Absolutely. That would be great. Yeah. What I'd like to do is, and I purposely didn't um, mention, mention the CD as we were going along. This is some folks had to, had to go and some folks were told they had to go to bed. I understand how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the folks that are listening right now, if you could, and someone commented, we, we might need to do a couple uh, do couple interviews that would be that would be a good thought because knowing your wife and and she's somewhat i guess a prolific writer in that she she writes well and she writes a, how many books has your, just your wife written she has authored two and then she's co-authored uh two two with me very nice yeah. very nice and and now and for those that are listening where can they find most of your material at yes remnant i'm going to say the website and then i'll spell it remnant sure. ministries online.com so remnant R E M N A N T remnant ministries online.com. You can find most of our, all of our music on iTunes, 
Um, a number of our CDs are on Apple Play or Apple Music and Google Play and all that kind of stuff, Pandora. Um, but uh, as far as books, uh, documentaries, DVDs, and CDs, you can buy everything from our website. We do have uh, kids' books that we've done. Uh, we have books for young people. Um, I have one here I wanted to mention. I've got, you know, a lot of different uh, stuff, you know, stuff on America and whatnot, but this yeah, one here. I'll mention this here. I, I love the fact that you guys are putting out good content. One of the reasons oh, I started cool. this, this podcast is because this is, this is spitting in the wind of the amount of bad content that's being put out. But I appreciate so much you guys are writing books. You're doing documentaries. You don't, so, but talk about that for a second. Oh, yes, sir. Well, this is uh, our first Christian fiction novel. I always go backwards whenever I'm trying to straighten it up. <laughs> but uh, this is the first in a series called The Truth Series. Series, Indiana Jones styled, sure, high intensity, but that happy go lucky comic book feel. Uh, yeah. Two independent fundamental Baptist young people, brother and a sister, working with their archaeological linguist uncle, uncle uh, from the University of Cambridge. And uh, the book is the books are vehicles to teach. So this one, the secret of the lost scrolls, uh, very intense. Uh, a lot of exciting things happen. But through it, the reader will learn truth, specifically in this one about the Bible, how it was inspired, preserved, um, you know, and then how it's been translated into the English language and mistranslated. But we're working on the second one right now. Uh, and this has been a phenomenal seller, which I'm grateful because I know every person who's reading it is getting rooted and grounded in the word of God. And it's a blessing. So it's not just like, oh, we want to go write fiction just because it's cool. But no, we're doing sure. it. And it's actually harder to write because you're writing now how, how, now, how many pages is that? Because I, I greatly enjoy reading. I was just curious, how many pages is that book there? That one is 267 pages. Well, and, and I want to say, if, if you have, um, and I was going to say this, two things. If you have a cousin, you know, niece, nephew, whatever, that enjoys reading, reading, get them some some good stuff, especially that stuff now it, that, that has some fun to it, that has some excitement to it. Um, mm -hmm. But I'll also say, if you have someone, and it's unfortunate, there's a lot of people that, that would say, oh, I'm not a reader. Will try to get them to read and get them. Some, don't give them some something dry. Give them something like that um, that might it, you know get them on the train of reading because you know readers are leaders and we know all that stuff. But there's there's a lot of good material. So if you have some some kids in your life that need those, I just saw. I think uh, I don't know if you know him or not. Nick White jumped on here. Yes. He was one of now. It's every the last interview. Yeah, the, the last interview I have is always my favorite. It seems like, but that one was a lot of fun with 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 Nick White. Uh, cool. church planner in boston massachusetts that was a really good time and so I, brother nick appreciate that and your time there but i think we need to give away another cd here in just a second so i think what we'll do this time is do two things again get a follow directions do two things um click that share button and just share it uh to your personal profile or whatever the case may be on on facebook that's number one and if you want to leave a comment you know great interview or this evangelist is awesome or, you know, um, I, you know, whatever you want to leave, a comment, do that. And then comment your favorite song. Now, hopefully one that's out of a hymnal or something like that. That'd be great. Maybe your favorite Garraway's song uh, or your, your favorite song in general. Uh, so mine is, man, I have so many. I very much enjoy congregational song leading. Mm -hmm. And so the song Blessed Assurance, you mm -hmm. can do so much with that one. Um, I enjoy leading and, and singing it as well. It's one of my favorite songs. What would be if you had to pick one or two, Brother Garraway, if you could, from the vast array of really good songs, what would be one of your favorites? Yes, sir. I One of my favorite hymns is And Can It Be. Yes. How Great Thou Art is probably one of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a hard that's a There's hard so many 
but those were probably those are the first two that come to mind. And can it be hands down? That's my favorite. You know, while you're doing that, yeah, please. So share, hit share. Those of you that are watching right now, um, and then comment. I, somebody already has are they're already commenting it as well. Chris Spencer says, "I love Brother Garraway. I've never heard that song before, um, but that sounds like a that sounds like a good one." <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Sandy Little says, I want that mountain. Amen. Um, so go ahead and comment your favorite song. Hit that share button as well. Um, and we'll give away this last CD here and just sing it. But I think, so when did you say you were going to be in this Ohio area? Um, let me look at my calendar here. It's going to be specifically. Because I think, I think. Uh, May 19th through the. Let's see here. May 19th through the, the 26th. It's a Sunday, uh, Sunday to Wednesday uh, with Brother Jameson in Columbia. Columbiana. Yeah, Columbiana. And then it will be with Pastor Click over in the western side of the state. Yes. But I'm free the 23rd and 24th. Okay. Well, I think we might need to make something happen. That'll be a good time, I think. And and that that bowl of chicken Alfredo is calling my name. Man, I need so to find that restaurant. I need to figure out where it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that would be so sad if we couldn't find it. But comment very quickly. I've had a couple already in. Comment your favorite song. Hit that share button. Those of you that are watching right now, we'll give away this last CD or two. And um, so, do you say we're going to give away two more right now, or just or well, one just, more right just, now? Just one. Well, one well, perfect, we perfect. give away this one first, perfect. and then we'll give another one of these away now. Perfect. That that'll be great. And so, Miss Miss um, Schwinn won that first one. So, if you're watching right now, comment in your favorite song, and uh, we'll give that away. And that'll be a great time. And so, you are you have the opportunity. What was that? I'm sorry. How are you, Brother Keaton? Oh, 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 Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, Brother Keaton, watch it right now. Oh, there we go. There we go. Good. My my phone decided not to take me back to the video. There we go. Mm -hmm. Someone said, I'd rather have Jesus by Caleb Garraway. Okay. Um, let's see here. Favorite song, Jesus Paid It All, or by the Garraways Before the Throne. Mm -hmm. I see and can it be. Very nice. All right, Brother Garraway. I think we're going to need another number here in just a moment here. But before we do that, before we do that, I always ask any last words or anything. I always say it like this, anything you just need to get off your chest. And, and I think you've given us some of your heart today. And so this can be spiritual or, or carnal, I, I guess. But anything at all that you, that it, with the world watching, all 13 or 14 of them, what would you like to say? Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Amen. Nothing else matters more than living for the Lord. And just that concept of I being the way the Lord led me and just living in the light of eternity and having a desire to just let the Lord use you to the maximum. And may we not let carnality or sin, worldliness, the flesh and the deceitfulness of our heart or the deception of Satan hinder us from being able to experience the full movement and the outpouring of heaven and of God upon our lives. Because this life is but a vapor. It appeareth full of time and then vanisheth away. No one knows when they're going to go home to be with the Lord. And just as this is real, a real table, real conversation, one day I will really be with a very real God and a very real heaven. But while we have this opportunity upon the earth, may we understand that it is not for ourselves but it is for the Lord's glory and the advancement of his, of his kingdom, seeing people saved, making a difference. And so may we not be the hindrance for revival, but may we be 
instruments that God can use to bring about a what I believe is possible, which is a national revival. And I'm so convinced, I am so convinced that God wants to break loose in this country. To me, it's not a question of if, but a matter of when. So I am praying for it. I mean, I am praying for it, and I desire that the Lord will help me to preach to that end, and uh, that God's people would would just get that reignited passion in their hearts to live for the Lord. Um, and if I could just end by saying what I started with, it's just consumed my heart. I've made it in a wall art. It's in my office. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And that's what we need. And that's what, that's what I, I pray that God would help me to live every single day. Amen. Man, that is why I enjoy doing this podcast. Mm. Talk to guys such as yourself that are passionate. Mm. It's a buzzword. It's, it's, it's uh, tossed around. Everyone's passionate on everything these days, but truly, truly passionate and uh, living like it as well. Mm. So on that note, let's give away a CD. Let's see how many should we count back? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Give me a number. No, well, I just, I have to like, hello, Mrs. Bliss. How are you? Yes. <laughs> Brother Daniel, come on. Anyway. Um, you're, you're fine. So let's see, a number between maybe one and 10, I think, this time, if that's okay. Well, we have to go with number seven. I think so. The number of completion. Yes, so, I, I think I think we'll do that. So one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Now, I don't know this young lady um, actually, I have, I, have, I have know nothing about her except for her profile picture. She's the, the young lady that asked if we are a Baptist. Her name is Mary Kay, and I think we ended up landing on her. And so I, I think she, I, I'm assuming she's never been exposed to the Garraway family music. And so um, we'd like to send her one of those. Praise she the was the one that we landed on. And so Miss Schwen and Miss uh, Mary Kay, if you, as soon as this broadcast ends, send uh, me a message, Mike McCurry live that Facebook page there and let us know. Um, but Brother Garraway, I greatly appreciate you doing this. This was, I had a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. I, and, uh, and it's, man, I, as I said, it's just the hope, the prayer is that just more good content. Uh, and, and there's so many little things that you, that you said that were helped to me, but I think to other young men and women that are, that want God's will, man, leave aside even that last minute segment or so, uh, what you said, what you said, there's so much, so many other deep things in there that I really enjoyed. So before we let you go, any, little, anything, any last words, sir? Well, um, I don't mean to pro, keep prolonging things, but no, um, please. May, can we show like a two minute video and then be done with yeah, that? A, a, absolutely, absolutely. That's yeah. a great way to end. And then we'll come back and I just want you to rehash the, the um, at the end, the website and where people can find the material because okay. people need more good material. But please, let me just make sure I'm gonna put that up to, so you can go ahead and put your screen up and then I will um, I will put it across into the live stream. So people stick around for this last little video here, if you would, and it should be playing in just a moment. You can go ahead and hit play whenever you are ready there. Um, this is a video that was geared, that is geared toward young people. It's a, one of the multiple short films that we have on our YouTube channel called The Garraways, G-A-R-R-A-W-A-Y-S, The Garraways. Um, but even though it's, for young people understand that for to me to live is christ and every single person who's still alive god is not through with them yet be applied to you and your brightest days and your best days are still ahead because the will of god is still in front of you and your future is bright 
And may we have this desire to see God work to the maximum in our lives. Ministriesonline.com. And um, you can see more information about our family there and more information about our ministry, ways to be able to stay in touch uh, via social media, things like that. So I pray that it'll be a blessing. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry if the audio didn't work on that for some reason. No. Yeah, it might, might not have worked, but it, I, what I was going to say, just just tell us one more time exactly where, you just spell it out for us, where they can find that exact video maybe if people do want to go because I, I, the, the visual was great. And if people could not hear it, I, I would love for them to find that. Yes, sir. Well, you know, um, you can go to our YouTube channel. How can I somehow put that on? Um... Let me think here. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you go, on, go ahead and pull, pull up. Um, yeah. on your screen there, go ahead and pull that up there and, um, we will, uh, put that, I'm going to send, I'm sending your screen right now. And so people can see the Garaways there on, uh, YouTube. There we go. Great. And, and the, the name of that was Arise. Is that right? Perfect. Perfect. And a lot of other great content I see on there as well. And so avail yourself of that and, and share it, subscribe, subscribe there on YouTube as well. Brother Garraway, I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, Thank you for the opportunity. Up. Absolutely. Love you Absolutely. guys very much. You're a blessing. I think we'll need to do this again, maybe over some food, some chicken Alfredo yeah. in the near future. But those of you that are listening and watching, thank you so much. Uh, we'll have this up on YouTube as well. I know there's some folks that don't, don't do Facebook. And so um, uh, check me out on YouTube as well because – I have, I have, it's, it's amazing the amount of people that, and I respect them for it, still to this day do not have a Facebook. And so they might not be able to watch it. So share this when it gets to YouTube so people that know that don't have it can watch it as well. Brother Garway, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and sign off. Thanks. Stick around for just a moment if you would, and we'll chat for just a second. This has been Mike McCurry Live number 25. We are a quarter of the way to 100, Lord willing. And with Brother Caleb Garraway, thank you so much. I had a great time, a lot of good stuff. I can only say thank you to evangelist Caleb Garraway, not only for his time on this podcast, but also his investment in his own generation and the next generation through the printed page and the videos that he produces in his fervor and vision for God Almighty. Thank you so much, sir, for taking the time to be interviewed by me and to you, the listener. Thank you for joining us today. Have a good one. Look out for episode number 26 coming very soon. God bless.